have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. Enjoying the day today. Just enjoying the day. Sun is out. Going to be close to 60 today in the area. I know uh, the phrase this time of year, cooler by the lake, rain supreme. But uh, I think 58, 59 is what it's going to be in the area. And uh, the uh, the team is, um, they're not here yet finishing up the studio, or at least getting the majority of the yeoman's work done. But uh, they changed some design things via the studio. So I'm, uh, <laughs> while I do have a level of frustration working here where we're working, I am still excited for what the finished product will look like. So we'll see, but, uh, but yeah, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm not going to say perturbed, but because I'm very comfortable where I'm at, but I can't wait for the, the studio to get done. Can't wait. Cause I've had some people ask me about it. When are you going to get back into, we were hoping to be in it, in, in it by now. Uh, but a lot of work will get done. I believe today, I think today it's really going to kind of start motoring along. So we'll see. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Um, big night for you last night, Ben, young Ben Kenny. Uh, even though Bryce Harper came back and went uh, 0 for 4 with three strikeouts, at least he was back in the lineup last night, huh? Yeah, that was yeah part of the plan was him striking out three times. That's fine. <laughs> No rehab assignment. It's crazy. 160 days after getting surgery. Tommy John. Yeah. He's back. Yep. Which is fun. But, yeah, they've lost. The Phillies are out in L.A. right now. They've lost two games by a combined score of 23-3, to I believe. Yeah. They've had position players out there pitching a lot. Um, Yeah. It is. Uh, it's not been a, a good trip for them. So, but uh, you know, you get Bryce Harper back. At least you get a little bit of uh, excitement, I guess, for lack of a better term. You get that going. The uh, in the meantime, what is your level of excitement for tonight? You've got game two between the uh, 76ers and the Celtics tonight. 76ers stole game one in Boston, and tonight you get Embiid back. Yeah, excitement's high. I, it, it's nervous excitement. I've I, I prepare myself for the worst. I think they're going to get crushed tonight, if I'm being honest. That's just how I go about getting ready for these things. But I'm excited. I, I'm petrified that he's going to be hurt and, and not look good and take the team down with him, but we'll mm-hmm. see. I, it, it's The argument is you stole game one, would you even play him? You know, It's kind of like when Giannis went down with the injury and the Bucks took a game down in Miami. And you thought, okay, you know, let sit him again. You know, let let him be completely rested by the time he comes back and get more out of him. Um, but Embiid it, it coming back tonight. So, you know, you've got that, that you know, that playoff card in your back pocket right now for stealing that road game. Um, you know, does he have to come back? Uh, but he wants to come back. So Joel Embiid's going to be back in the lineup tonight. In the meantime, last night, uh, a back-and-forth affair at Golden State. And uh, I tell you this, why is it that when Jordan Poole takes big shots and they go in, place goes crazy, and if he takes a shot and it's not Steph Curry and he doesn't make it, that everybody just crucifies the guy? 
That's what I – Jordan Poole has been a necessity player for that team and come up with a lot of big shots, especially when Steph is guarded to the point where he's drawing three, like a triple team. And we saw it a couple times last night. Even last night there was at one point – uh, Jordan Poole beyond the arc, he ends up firing one up, gets fouled, and it bounds around the rim a little bit and drops. And it was a big moment in, in that at that particular point in time because it, it ended up putting the uh, Golden State back up just before half. And yet he comes down to the end, he ends up getting just completely criticized when there's just a lot of one-on-one basketball going on anyway. But last night you've got uh, the Golden State Warriors falling by five to the Lakers. Your Lakers. And, uh, the the to, LeBron yeah, not, Lakers, not my not my Lakers. you love, not my Lakers. I am not. I really enjoy watching Darvinham coach. Did you but, see him on Poole's shot? He almost went out to try to block it. Yeah, well, I Darvinham was when he played. Man, I've always said Darvinham will come in and give you one or two hellaciously spectacular dunks. He'll get you some boards. Uh, and then he's going to commit some fouls in which charges should be filed. And I thought that's what he was going to do last night when Poole went up. <laughs> I thought he was going to go out and foul him himself. Um, but Anthony Davis, 30 points last night, 23 boards, big night for him. He actually showed up last night, so LeBron didn't have to do it all himself. And, uh, you know, uh, they ended up walking away with a victory, and they lead that series one game to none, 117-112 last night out in Golden State. Chase Arena chase arena but i uh not happy about it not happy about it. you got uh what is it game two coming up tomorrow night and uh, then you've got uh, game three uh, back in la before it starts to you know alternate so to speak but jordan Poole missed that three-pointer uh, to tie it with 9.7 seconds left and everybody lost their damn mind everybody lost their mind last night jordan Poole, by the way from milwaukee just just a reminder Another reason, another reason to root for the uh, Golden State Warriors. Jordan Poole's from the Milwaukee area. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead. Uh, this one is from, uh, this was from Jacob, and Jacob says, uh, guys, with Aaron Rodgers now in New York, do you think that he ends up shaping up his act? Um. He goes on to say that what he's been doing here and all the stuff that he has been spewing for a while now seems not to be criticized by a lot of the media, both locally and nationally. But once he gets to New York, all the weirdness has to come off because they will continue to dig deeper and deeper and deeper. No, that, and that's not true. Because for everybody that was hell-bent on the, all oh, New York media is going to drill him, they didn't drill him. Matt Schneidman is the only one that drilled him. Matt Schneidman is the only one that really had a follow-up question, and I applauded. Matt said to Aaron, hey, you talked about the Packers not getting in touch with you. What was that all about? What did they do? Well, anybody that knows me knows you got to do it via FaceTime. What? That, that was the question that everybody ran with. That's the one. No, New York media didn't go after him. That's That was a giant steaming pant load. They didn't do anything more or less than, than what Packers media would have done. So They actually like clapped. The, yeah, they clapped when he walked into the room. They were requested so, to clap for the record, and they did, Yeah, which is yeah. a joke. 
That's which is pathetic. You know, you if you're a fan of the team, I'm trying to think here. When I remember, I was on the, I was standing on the field when the Packers won the Super Bowl at AT and T Stadium. I remember I was talking, and I've told the story. I was talking to Donald Driver and everybody. Um. But when they hoisted the Lombardi Trophy, I no, I didn't clap. I wasn't cheering. I was just taking video. I was I was more entrenched in the moment, and I was thinking to myself, one, I want to capture the moment for whatever ability I have, social media wise. And then secondly, I I w- I just take it all in. I I don't think I've ever clapped for a team or a player, unless it was a, a human interest type of story, like a guy coming back from cancer or something like that. I mean, you know, I don't think I've ever clapped because a player walks into the room. I, I don't think I've ever done that. There's one other big pet peeve I have from that press conference, and in general. What was that? What was that? I'm putting on the big J hat for a second. Go when, for it. When people say, hey, Aaron, thanks for doing this. As, oh, if, that's garbage. as if he's taking beautiful time out of his day to come serve you in yeah. a way. It's his job to talk with the media. Right. There are right. no thanks given for, for answering questions. Uh, you know, that's the other thing is teams have taken it upon themselves to control. And I've said this before because not – and I don't know how it is for some other teams. I mean, I know – I've worked with other franchises and getting players to either come on the radio show or do one-on-ones with, or when we have something going on at Super Bowl, I can work with their PR staff. And they're like, yeah, no problem. PR staffs uh, overall, though, have become unbelievably controlling. I mean, they don't want anybody to do anything because they don't want any narrative out anymore. None. I love baseball because baseball, you can go on the field, managers talk almost every day, players talk almost every day. You know, you can usually get a guy to give you two minutes, you know, whatever. Um, Basketball, kind of like that, although basketball's gotten bigger and gotten more distant from the fans because of the money involved. But football, you would swear to God that you are walking into the Pentagon and you have to be cleared via security you got to have a retina scan, fingerprints. It's like, what the hell? They have become the biggest and baddest on the block, and the more they become that, the more distant they get away from the actual ability to, to kind of get their message out to the fan that isn't filtered, that isn't a filtered um, PR-written message. And that's that's one of the most disappointing things about And I'm not saying it because it's my job. I'm simply – because I, I could care less. I mean, it would be great. Would we love to have players on the show? Sure we would. But for me, I don't care. You know, the, the, most of the time, though, you, you get a locker room. You get guys open in the locker room, you know, and you get your two or three minutes with them. But it's become more and more difficult and more and more distant, I think, with the NFL than anything. And that's a little bit sad because it wasn't that way. It used to be you could sit down and talk with somebody, and I get it with today's day and age and the meetings they have, and their time is pretty much tethered to that building. But you'd you'd like to see some guys who have really interesting stories and really interesting things to talk about get their stories out. But they are so afraid, so afraid of us 
like we're going to twist something media-wise and story-wise into something that maybe it isn't or create something that isn't or clickbait or whatever it happens to be. So I, I get it. It's a double-edged sword. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Thomas says, by the way, New York, they're just giddy. They're just giddy that they have a quarterback finally. Uh, and the Jets, yeah. really, I think in general, they haven't had, I mean, since Eli prior to that, they had, what, Phil Sims. And then they had Favre. And that's it. Really? That's that's kind of it, Rodgers. You're right. That's been a city, a large city that's been bereft of that talent for a long, long time. No doubt. Um, yeah, Jason says, don't forget the awesome music that they were playing for Aaron Rodgers' press conference as, his, as he was walking in. What was the walk-up music again, Ben? Oh, I got to go remember? find it. Now, yeah. I, I, I'm i not musically gifted enough to it was bad. know the name. Yeah, it was bad. And I, it was, it was, I, I didn't understand the choice. Maybe I have to go back and listen to it. But at the time when it played, I'm kind of like, okay, why are they playing this? What, what, is there a purpose to this? Did it have, like, words in it or something? Like, we are the champions? Or, you know, you could see something like that where you're touting it as being this, this here's this big bottle of hope. You know, um, it wasn't church music like, you know, here comes. It was uh, Coldplay, a Coldplay song. Thank you, Paul. Paul says it was a Coldplay song. I can't remember what it was. Hmm. Anyway, uh, 877-867-1670. Is there inspirational Coldplay music out there? That's what I want to know. Oh, I'd I say all of it's inspirational. You kidding? Coldplay, when Coldplay got the nod to do the Super Bowl, uh, was that not a, an unbelievably boring halftime? I think all the halftimes are boring, to be honest. They've gotten there. They've gotten there. Um, remember when Michael Jackson came popping up out of the stage? That was pretty exciting. But Prince is the all-time king of halftimes. Prince and U2. U2, right after 9-11, when they, when they dropped the curtain from the ceiling, of the dome, and then they ran all the victims' names of 9-11 was probably the most powerful moment I think I've ever seen. I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying powerful. That was something that's indelibly inked in my memory for the remainder of my life. That was that was, uh, that was was something I'll never forget. Um, Prince playing Purple Rain in the rain in Miami. Uh, never forget that. He put on an unbelievable show. And then everybody remembers where they were and what happened when Janet Jackson's nipple flew out. Those are probably the three biggest halftime shows. Roger Daltrey swinging his arm around playing the guitar for The Who was not attractive when his shirt would go up and his white gut was hanging out. Nobody needed to see that. There was four people uh, partying in a hot tub. That really wasn't a hot tub. It was his belly button still full of water. It was pretty big. There was lint. There was some woofies there. Nobody needed to see that. Is that the hero song? Is that they're looking for a hero song? Is that what that is? Something along okay, those now lines. I get it. Now they're looking for a hero. Oh boy, good to go. Good old number eight walking through the door. <laughs> God. 
Oh, man, oh, man. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. The Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friends at Steel Tank Brewing. Roebrook Lane in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, right behind the Exonia Bank off of 67. They have the big new music venue that's uh, that's coming along, and they're hoping to open it up uh, probably in June. And once they do, man, oh, man, oh, man, going to spend a lot of time out there. And uh, don't forget, they're open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch, and they have some tremendous food. Tremendous. Going to see those guys tomorrow night, as a matter of fact. They're going to be backstage for a tasting. Uh, ben, out of all the bands that you think I would go see, uh, tomorrow night I am going to the Pfizer Forum, and I'm going to see Disturbed. I've heard of Disturbed. There you go. From you, talking about it on the show. Okay. Play me some Disturbed when we come back. I can do that. Yeah. Play me some Disturbed when we come back. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. Come back. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Some disturbed down with the sickness. Down at the Pfizer Forum tomorrow night. I think it's Hog Fest is what they call it tomorrow night. One of the local radio stations in Milwaukee throwing that. Uh, speaking of rock and music uh, coming out onto the ice, the Milwaukee Admirals take to the ice again tonight in their quest for a Calder Cup. You're looking for some playoff hockey? Tonight's tonight. Uh, go down to the UW Panther Arena and enjoy it. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is Milwaukee admirals.com for tickets and to follow along as uh, they've got a pretty good team they got some guys that came back down from the parent club the nashville predators and uh, they they got a good team they got a good team i think they can do some damage this year i'm excited about uh, admirals hockey so i'm going to try to get down to a game continue this series on get into the next series and who knows maybe we put together a group where we take like you know 20 people to the game or something like that maybe we do that ben would you go to a good hockey game here in milwaukee I like hockey. Sure. Okay. Ben would do that. We'll do that. Maybe we'll put together something. Got to call our buddy Wojo over there. Get Aaron Sims back on the air with us, too, uh, to kind of break down what's going on, not only here in our own backyard, but also throughout the NHL as the NHL hockey season continues on. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. For the record, I have Uh, been feasting my eyes on the NHL playoffs. I've been locked in. It's been incredible. Oh, yeah. It has been really good. It has been. Who won last night? Dallas. Tampa Bay win? Or not Tampa Bay. Um, did Dallas win last night? Dallas won, and I believe Florida won. Uh, Joe oh, Pavelski, Panthers, former. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Excuse me. The Kraken won in overtime. Joe Pavelski, former Badger, had four goals. Wow. It was a shootout. Mm-hmm. How is the Badgers men's hockey team going to be this year? Changing <laughs> coaches. Well, the program was so high for so long, and now it's just... <laughs> I don't know. I can't say I know much in regards to college hockey. Zach Heilprin's over there. He's just like roaming the campus. We know Zach's over there. He can always get himself in. Like, you know, Zach drives the Zamboni, man. Zach knows everybody. Zach can figure out a way to find out how good that hockey team's going to be and the new prowess of the coach. I'm sure he's acted, you know, like an end table next to Luke Fickle's desk just to get some insight. He's driving the Zamboni for the hockey team. We have our sources, you know? Bill. Don't don't yeah. discount the connections. Oh, no, I, I don't discount them at all. Not at all. Have you seen Game of Thrones TV show? 
Uh, I have not. Okay. I, well, I can't think. I, I take that back. I've seen parts of it. I haven't sat down to like make it destinational viewing. Let's okay. Well, I have. I have my little birdies everywhere. It's like in Game of Thrones. The important people okay. have, have people everywhere that t- feed them information. I, I have Correct. my little birdies scattered around the campus that, that feed me do. relevant information. Are they now okay? Your birdies are they insiders? I I can't can't go farther than that. I'm just just are they are they legit birds? Or are we just talking about you know? No, they could be like birds. those those little tiny birds that just peck meat out of the teeth of alligators. I, they could be aggressive birds at times. I don't know. Okay. It's just okay. the streams of information. Unless of course about. they're just rats with wings like seagulls. I don't hate seagulls. To be honest, what good is a seagull? Oh, I like the other noise than, they make. Other than other than to paint them, you know, majestically flying through the air on a coastline somewhere. As you see seagrass sticking up out from the sand, a lighthouse off in the distance, the sun going down, and some seagulls parting the skies to give you this feeling of life. Other than that, well, that's exactly it. I watch them eat garbage out of cans down at Summerfest. You know, I saw a seagull fly off with a baby diaper once. <laughs> Just like, oh, God. Uh, 877-867-1670. By the way, uh, apparently, now I don't know if this is true or not. I have not seen it, but uh, some are saying that uh, Giannis unlikely to extend his contract with the Milwaukee Bucks. I have not seen that. Um, if anybody else has seen that, please let me know. So I have not sat here and stayed up to date on what's going on with Giannis at the particular moment. So, um, and there's nothing on ESPN. There's nothing on NBA network. Brian Windhorst said April 27th, which was last Thursday, that it's unlikely Giannis extends his contract this summer. And he's two years left on the deal. Right. This summer. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. No. It's not pressing. That's why it's like I haven't seen anything about it, and I doesn't matter to me. Giannis is going to stick around, and I I know this was an area of of serious you know contention and angst um, that uh, you know people had uh, a lot of anxiety because of it back when he was you know going to sign the supermax, but Giannis I I think would be kind of nuts if he left Milwaukee, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, now, unless he wants to leave just to experience something else, that there's always that possibility. But there's a couple of things to think about here uh, when, when all of this comes into play. When John Hammond drafted him, you know, and I've told this story before, so I apologize if you've heard it, but John Hammond, Giannis was, was more than a little homesick. He contemplated leaving and going back home. Uh, and again, this is all according to many reports and some of the stuff that Giannis has filled in the, you know, the, the the blank portions of the statements. But Giannis was pretty homesick, and John Hammond and management made sure that Giannis had what they considered to be like father figures around him. And John Hammond was one of those guys. Then you bring in the new regime, and Giannis began to grow up. He began to mature. He become he became the superstar that we know today, and he he gets. He keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, He is revered in the state, not just the city of Milwaukee, but in the state. He is bought in to the Milwaukee Brewers. 
And you got to remember, his only home in the states that he's ever known, which is what he calls home, is Milwaukee. If you've got everything you've ever wanted and everything you could ever do, why would you leave? If I said to you today, if I said to you, Ben, we'll give you $50 million and you can stay in your hometown of Philadelphia. You'd never have to really leave your house and go anywhere, but you're going to have enough money that you can do anything you want at any particular point in time. Would you ever leave? Could I leave my house in that scenario? No, no, no. I mean, you could leave your house, but I'm just saying. Oh, I mean, yeah, right, 100%. Would you, ever leave, would you ever leave the city you grew up in? Would you ever leave the city, that the only city you ever knew? But you could go venture out to other places. I'm not saying you can't, but what I'm saying is you're probably not going to go live anywhere else unless, of course, you buy a vacation home on an island somewhere. No, you know? take the 50 mil. Yep. Right. This is the only home Giannis has ever known. And he's getting paid more money than God, and that's from the team. That doesn't even include some of the shoe money and such that he gets, which uh, reportedly is up over $23 million a year. So, and he plays in a, in a spectacularly new building around a franchise that has given him everything he's wanted. Anything he's wanted, they've said okay. He walked into the restaurant that day, said to John Horst and others that were there, you do this, you, you bring that guy and bring this guy, put the band together, and I'll win you a championship. And he did. And he wants to win another one. Now, the team has a little tweaking to do. But, you know, I would assume, you know, if Giannis doesn't want to see Coach Bud gone, Coach Bud isn't going anywhere. Right? So I I don't foresee Giannis leaving if for money, first of all. I don't see him leaving for money. Secondly... The only reason he would leave is if he believes he's got a better opportunity somewhere else, which I don't think he could because the Bucks will continue to manipulate the roster to make sure that it's competitive for Giannis. So I, I, I don't really fear him leaving. Now, if he wants to leave just to try something else, okay. You can't fault him for that. You can miss him. You can be disappointed. You can wish you had him back, but you can't fault him for that. But if he leaves because, say, John Horst doesn't put the right pieces around him, that would be the reason he would leave. He, he's he's talking about legacy here. He's not talking about just doing it for the money. That's not Giannis. So I, I'm not overly concerned about that. Uh, by the way, remember the NFL player Sean Merriman? He's going to join us today. We'll talk with him coming up here at the top of the hour. So stay tuned for that. Just an FYI. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Thomas said unless he wants rings on a dream team. Yeah, but then if you've got a dream team, you can't pay him. Unless the only thing he's going there for is rings. And remember, he was not a guy. He had, he had that opportunity already. He didn't want to win it that way. He wanted to win it with the guys that he wanted around him. He didn't want to go play with a bunch of superstars just to win rings and dominate. He wanted to be able to say, I'm the best because of this, not I'm the best because we put the best five players that money can buy and the dream team could build around us, that we're just going to go out and dominate everybody and we're going to win because he knows. I mean, you know, you put John Morant and Steph Curry at guard, you put him in the middle or on a power end uh, on the outside, you know, bring in one or two other guys, 
and you're going to dominate the league. Everybody knows that. Part of the fun of winning is, is, is gathering up all your guys, lifting them up, and winning a championship together. And he knows that. He talked about that. So I'm not overly concerned about this whole thing. Well, he won't re-sign in the offseason. I'm not, I'm not bothered by it. I, I, I believe that. I believe that he's 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 going to be here for a while. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up, please. Feel free. Go ahead and do so. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it. Bill Michael Show, rocking on. Hey, don't forget about our friends at Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S. Kemp's, right here in our own backyard, Cedarburg, Wisconsin. And they're looking for some good people to join their production and cooler and distribution teams right now. And they are hiring for Class A CDL drivers, uh, production people, cooler employees, maintenance technicians. Uh, the hourly pay starts at 23 bucks an hour, plus, plus, benefits and such, plus, They've got sign-on bonuses that are being offered for uh, certain positions as well, and they are the largest fluid milk producer in the state, owned by farmers, loved by families. That is our friends from Kemp's. Go to Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com, Kemp's.com, and then at the bottom of the page, you're going to see the, the word careers, careers. And when you get there, you click on it, and that'll take you to uh, the place that you can Fill out, you know, all your paperwork and such and upload your resume. And and uh, they are hiring now. They are interviewing now. So get a hold of our friends over there at Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com, and uh, tell them we said hi. Good stuff. And who knows, you may get a call back today or tomorrow, whatever. Um, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free. Uh, go ahead and give us a shout. Sean Merriman. The former San Diego Charger and a Buffalo Bill. Uh, ben, I would assume that our, our buddy uh, Randy Hawk is is probably pulling up a chair at this point in time, wearing his Buffalo Bills Merriman jersey, getting ready for us to talk to Sean Merriman coming up here in a little bit. I'd have to is check on his, him. Yeah, I would check. I would, I would send out the alert. Hey, Randy, uh, get out of the bathroom. Come on down the hall. Sit in the uh, studio. Sean Merriman is going to be joining us. For those that don't know, Randy is a huge Buffalo Bills fan. Enormous. He lives through the pain of four straight Super Bowl losses each and every year when they don't get there. But nevertheless, every, because every time I get a chance to talk to a player, he will be listening and he will remind me, former Buffalo Bill at some point in their career. So we're going to be talking with uh, Sean Merriman coming up here in just a little bit. Um, David says, unit. What if Jordan Love gets six wins this year? It will be exactly the same as Aaron Rodgers in his first year. What will you have to say about that? David, you clearly didn't listen to the first hour of the program, first and foremost. Secondly, uh, it depends on how you get from point A to point B. Do they get six wins uh, because of spectacular play by Jordan Love and the rest of the team is faltering and the defense sucks and Joe Barry's an idiot and everything else that goes along with it. They're decimated by injuries. The play calling's terrible. And Jordan Love shines like a bright, shining comet amongst all the other stars that are just barely glimmering. 
then there's one way to look at it. If, say, they only win six games, the defense is incredibly stout, the offense doesn't move the football, Jordan Love is throwing picks like he's giving out lollipops at a, at a school playground, well, then uh, it might be a little bit different discussion. You gotta wait. It, the the record doesn't mean anything right now. You gotta wait and see how the season plays out. That's why I'm, I, I'm I don't have pre expectation. My my thought has always been, and I've never swayed from this, that Jordan Love, I, you know, maybe he'll be serviceable for a period of time. You know, I, I hope he's better than that. I didn't expect better than that. I certainly didn't see better than that. And the couple of times he's had opportunities to play. This past season, in those passes he threw in Philadelphia, he looked pretty good. But you take it for what it was worth at the time. The game was pretty much in hand. Philadelphia was playing off the ball. They were just kind of giving up things in front of him, and he hit one big pass play to Christian Watson over the top. It was all great. It, he looked good. He looked more decisive. He basically just let it rip. Let it rip. He knew what he was doing. He knew where he was going. And they talked about his maturity level and, and gaining more confidence and all of that kind of stuff, all those catchphrases they use in preseason games and such. So, okay, that's great. But I want to see now how they win ball games or how they lose ball games. you know? Rick says Packers should win seven to nine games because they play a third-place schedule. Yeah, but the schedule doesn't mean a whole lot anymore, Rick. You know? It really doesn't. The only thing it gives you is the determining factor of home field advantage versus going on the road. All you're doing is rotating rotating divisions that you play. And then you have a couple of teams in there that may or may not be good. But, you know, I mean, last year, it, you know, when you look at the schedule, you thought, okay, the Jets, they should beat the Jets. Well, the Jets turned out to be a hell of a team. Right? Miami. Had Tua not gone down, that might have been a different game. Right? The Giants, eh, you thought the Giants over in London, that's a Packers, kind of a road game for the Green Bay Packers. It was a go-pack-go stadium over in London. You thought, ah, no big deal. And they they lost that game. You you just don't know anymore in the NFL. You know? You just, you, you can't put your, you can't put your finger on it, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um... You know, Miami finishing second in their division. Hell, uh, New England ending up with a better record than the Jets, but the Jets were a really solid team. Who knew that Baltimore would falter and drop by a a couple of games under Cincinnati, that Pittsburgh would be – we all kind of figured Pittsburgh and Cleveland wouldn't be good, but who knew Jacksonville was good? Jacksonville looked like a pushover. Jacksonville won nine games, went to the postseason. So – and somebody had to win that division. We all thought it was going to be Tennessee. Tennessee went 7-10. and And remember, we were talking about the AFC West being the toughest division out there. Who knew that Denver was going to be that bad? They'd be mired and sucked them. Because when you looked at the schedule, like, oh, boy, Russell Wilson and the Denver Denver Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive mind, oh, that was our predetermination. And they turned out to suck swamp water. So I don't know if I'm going to go by the schedule anymore, that, that level of schedule play. doesn't seem to wash as much. You're either good or you're not. In the NFL, the the line between being good and being the, – the Lions. Who knew the Lions were going to beat the Packers twice? I mean, I, I've always, always started the season by looking at the schedule going, let's start with 11 wins, plus or minus one or two. 
And then you just figure, ah, they always struggle over in Detroit, but they hardly ever lose to the Lions at home. Chicago's craptastic, and, you know, they always split with the Vikings. Who knew, you know, that the Lions would be the team that would be kind of the nemesis of the Green Bay Packers last season. You just didn't see it coming. You know, and who knew the Lions were going to be second best in the division, right? So I, I don't necessarily go by the, uh, the the schedule of third third level matchup anymore just because the NFL has become so unpredictable. Somebody gets a good draft, maybe they pick up one or two decent players, and all of a sudden, you know, it's uh, it's it's just a whole different deal. 877-867-1670. Don't forget, coming up after the top of the hour, Sean Merriman, the former San Diego Chargers, is going to join us. We'll talk with him a little bit about the draft, about everything that's gone on regarding, uh, regarding the Packers and now kind of, I don't want to say starting over, but maybe – you know, defensively speaking, what they need to add and how he would look at it. Uh, maybe the play of a guy like Devontae Wyatt and, and Quay Walker and such. And then also, uh, he's got, uh, you know, his his deal coming up. We're going to talk more about that coming up here after the top of the hour. So stay tuned. Sean Merriman, the, uh, the former San Diego Charger and Buffalo Bill, is going to be joining us. Stay tuned. Stick around for that. This portion of the program brought to you by our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All. If you're looking for a boat cover this time of year, if you're looking for a travel trailer cover this time of year, gym equipment, awnings, furniture, awning for, say, above your patio, uh, so much more. Whatever it happens to be, he can do it. Get a hold of him because this is a busy season. Everybody starts cranking it up. Get a hold of our buddy Dwayne. D-U-A-N-E-S. Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com up in Wausau. Or call him 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. Or if you're going to be at the golf tournament this weekend at the Bill Michaels Open out of Viroqua Hills, uh, he's going to be there. He's playing in it. They're coming down from Wausau. Him, my buddy Justin, uh, his girlfriend Amy, they're all going to be there. So we're looking forward to it. should be a lot of fun seeing some, seeing some familiar faces at the golf outing this weekend out in Viroqua. So if you want to get a hold of Dwayne, 715-870-2190. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael show on the air enjoying this uh sunny sun splash day i'm liking it uh it's a uh, grill out day definitely as the weather's going to get a little bit warmer got some work i'm doing nothing today i'm gonna watch a brewers game tonight i'm doing nothing i got just work to do around the house got nothing going on i'm loving life today uh so i am the only thing i am going to do is, uh, is do a little grilling it tonight. I picked up some stuff from uh, Paul Roberts and Roberts Specialty Meats. I got some burn pit barbecue sauce ready to go, and uh, that's what I'm going to do. That's my evening as uh, the guys hopefully uh, get a good, good uh, – I'll try to get a picture or two uh, upstairs in the studio because it's just – it's an absolute mess. It, it really is. It's an absolute mess. So they've got cabinetry and, and countertops and stuff to, to finish up, and just it's crazy. But that being said, 
Uh, I will uh, be doing some uh, burn pit barbecue sauce tonight, which is veteran-owned and based right here in Wisconsin. Stay local and stick with veterans. That's our good friends over there at burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com, burnpitbbq.com. Good, good stuff. Um, The Thomas says, do the Packers get credit if the Jets make the playoffs? No. I get what you're trying to say. It's the New York Packers. I mean, they brought in Lazard. They brought in Cobb. They brought in Rodgers. Um, Billy Turner, uh, one of the offensive linemen, former Packer. But, no, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Minnesota's prowess to to pick up a lot of, you know, released Green Bay Packers or Packers that are, you know, disgruntled or wanting more money uh, than they seem to end up either in New York now or they end up in Minnesota for whatever reason. But, I guess if you, uh, you you can't beat them, join them, you know, type of thing. So they bring them in. They hope for the best. They try to get as much intel as they can and see what the Packers have been doing right versus the other teams in the division. But, you know, New York is what it is. You know, I look, I don't wish any, any ill will to Aaron Rodgers. I loved watching Aaron Rodgers play. He made our lives great. There was frustration at times because of the way, you know, the postseason's finished. Uh, we'd all hoped for more than, you know, one one Lombardi trophy. But I don't wish Aaron Rodgers any ill will. What I just want to see is the, you know, the, the, the stuff that we went through here. I, I don't want to see him change his spots, you know. Do what you do. And then see how it's handled elsewhere. Because I always thought that there was this, air of how dare you question me here and we'll see if he gets the same level of uh of thought-provoking questions and such in in new york but beyond that i look i i have no ill will towards aaron Rodgers at all i only deal with what's what's out there you know on one hand certain things that he said here he contradicted in new york and I think all people wanted was, you know, hey, if you're going to go to, you know, do do to New York what you did here. Because all fans really ultimately want just as, as much as the fans that are paying to go see you work their asses off for that money. You know, to be able to hang on to those licenses, to be able to hang on to those seats, to pass those tickets down proudly generation to generation, to keep them in the family to have the pride in, in, in being a part owner in some way, shape, or form of the organization with a piece of paper that says, I'm an owner, they they have pride in that team. They would do anything and everything for that team to win a championship. All they want is the same level of commitment as an athlete, as a player, out of you as they have as a fan putting into it. That's it. That's it. And I think when, you, you know, you see what's going on the last couple of years here – you question that level of commitment. And then if he goes to New York and that level of commitment goes up, people get upset because they're like, oh, hey, you could have done that here, and who knows, who knows what could have happened. You could have won a championship here. You could have done that little extra to maybe put yourself into the postseason. And once you get to the postseason, who knows what can happen. Catch fire, get healthy, get hot all at the same time, boom. All of a sudden you're walking away with a championship. And there's one more trophy in the trophy case in Titletown. So I think that's what people get amped up about. I don't think anybody wishes Aaron Rodgers ill will. I think what people kind of smile at is, is, okay, 
all the crap that was spewed, that's New York's issue now. Two down, two to go. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Sean Merriman, the former Charger, the former Buffalo Bill, joining us next on the Bill Michael Show.